0: It's Telly dot Click the Christmas special, Mike. It is very special, yeah, because we're going to sort of talk about Christmas Eve to New Year's Day. So that's even more Telly. Although yeah. we we'll try and keep it reasonably concise, because so we don't want to bore people senseless. Mm-hmm.
1: Nice, um, uh, nice elf costume there you're wearing as well. Thank you. Yeah, thank I like you. that.
0: Yes, it's uh, Do you think it's the green suits me? Uh, it's your color, I think. It is my color. Yeah. I might copyright it. Yeah, can you do that with a color? Maybe. Okay.
1: In case you don't know already, it's the podcast where me, Simon Hoban from BBC Radio, and Mike Ward, the Daily Stars TV critic, talk about telly. Telly. Well, Channel 5 went early with the films, did you notice? Yeah. Oh,
0: gosh, yeah. I, I, mean, I, I, I write talking... about films. They, Channel 5 started showing Christmas films um, about sort of August, On I think. Yeah. Lots and lots of Christmas stuff. And um, when I'm looking through the, the, the TV movies, Channel 5 normally have a TV movie at 3.15 on a weekday afternoon just the one, whereas as of November, which is really roughly when the Christmas thing started for them, mm-hmm. they were showing two, three, and they're all... seem like the same story. They're, they've, they, they're all sort of two stars out of five at yeah. most. Yeah. And they're sort of, you know, low-budget, obvious stuff, which seems to tell one of about three different stories mm-hmm. um, with a sort of vague Christmas theme to it. They're um, sort of, yeah, they're sort of like bootleg titles as well. It's like, home on his own. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know. Yeah. They're sort of bargain bin. Yeah. A
1: a, a pretty tough death. (laughs) (laughs) I still don't know how Die Hard is a Christmas film, but it is set on Christmas Eve, isn't it? Apparently.
0: Anyway, what we got on the Sunday, December the twenty fourth. We have Mary, Mel, and Sue's big Christmas thank you. (laughs) Oh yeah. Mary, Mel and Sue, who, of course, are three quarters, uh, in a sort of Buck's Fizz style, are three quarters of the old Bake Off
1: yeah. bunch. I've know seen or... the trailer for this one. Yeah, go on. Where It's the moment where Mel and Sue walk into the, the community centre in yeah. Wales Yeah. and they do this big, no, I can't believe it. It's almost like Obama's
0: walked in. Yes. Yeah. Is that why the cameras have been here all morning <laughs> setting up? <laughs>
1: yeah. I also think I'd be a bit actually underwhelmed. I don't think I would react like that from would Mel you, and Sue. How would you, you react?
0: OK, let's imagine there's a knock on the door. If it was Paul Hollywood... If Paul Hollywood walks into the room unexpectedly, yeah. your first reaction is. Oh, well, if it was Hollywood, yeah. yeah, then I think he's got a bit of stardust. I don't know what really? it is. I don't so know. One Hollywood beats a, a Mary Mel and Sue in in, t- in a sort of poker sense. I Think so? Yeah. Maybe hmm. Mel and Sue are a bit overexposed. I think they are. And I think gone, and I think I think, uh, I think Mel's blotted her copybook a bit by getting involved in some very poor yeah. sort of trashy Saturday Night shows. Mm-hmm. Um, Mary's just on telly a lot, and actually she scares me a bit. <laughs> I, think, I think I'd think i be quite frightened at uh, you know, saying the wrong thing. Have you seen the Country House programme? Uh, no, no, I, I sort of saw it. There were four things that put me off that. I think it was the words Country House, Mary and Barry. <laughs> yeah,
1: well, it's basically her going round reminding us about the class system. <laughs> OK. Uh, and, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I, I kind of... I'm not a working class hero. I try to avoid the working class hero cliche, yeah. but it did raise my hackles, my revolutionary hackles, a little did bit. It? <laughs> you know, oh. It's just yes. Well, hello. I own I own Wales, yeah. And uh, this is my house, and it's jolly good. And Mary sort of ups her posh game as well, yeah. And starts to cook in the house. Ha- she spends a long time in their houses, though. I mean, i have been like, come on, Mary, you've been here like a couple of <laughs> this days. Ain't now. Your
0: house, Mary. I know you've got your own house. Go home. Yeah. Do, um, so does she? She doesn't sort of question the whole, you know? No thing it was just this is how, this is yes. how it is this is the way it is or was yeah it's like and this is the third viscount of Oxfordshire okay so suck there. it up scroats. <laughs> yeah that would be a much better title yeah. or, or she should, should put that on a christmas jumper <laughs> while she's christmas cooking jumper. yeah yes well, let's knit her one and send it and see if she wears it in the next series of whatever it is she's on yeah uh should we talk about may gray in montmartre oh well pronounced that wasn't actually, no, that was more of an Italian. Um, 8.30, ITV, this is still Christmas Eve. We're, uh, for anyone listening, uh, for all of you, both of you listening, uh, we're rattling through these quite quickly because otherwise this is going to go on forever. And I know you, you love this podcast, it's the highlight of your week, but you don't want it to go on forever because no. you've got a life. And th- this is our philosophy towards TV in general. It's great, but let's not go on about it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> although we are. May um, Graham on is Is Rowan Atkinson, I struggle... I think he's, re- I've got two attitudes towards Roan Atkinson being Mary This is the legendary French detective of the olden days in, mm. is it 50s? Something like that. Um, first, I think he's good at it. Secondly, I can't get Blackadder stroke Mr Bean out no. of my head. No, no. And I think that's both a weakness on my part and a reflection of how brilliant he was, particularly as Blackadder.
1: Well, true, but and he spent a long time. Much of
0: his career has been those characters. He has, yeah. So it's hard to shake that off enormously. So, but it makes me feel like I'm being a bit sort of stupid and you know flippant about you know if you do. It's, it seems unfair of me to just sort of typecast him in my head. But the problem is. If you love that Blackadder in particular is one of my all-time favourite shows, Mm. if you watch those, and you've watched them as often as I have, especially Blackadder 2, the Elizabethan one, which is brilliant, Mm -hmm. um, you kind of know every facial gesture, every tick, every movement, every sort of vocal phrase. So... I see that face. I know, especially and the lips. Do you find? Yes, it's got very lips. wet lips. He's got very, very, and very, and he's used that. You know, his pronunciation, his funny way of yeah, the fees the and
1: peas and things. Yeah. yeah, and it's
0: not annoying. It's brilliant, but it's hard to sort of to, you know remove that reaction from your head when you then see that same face. Okay, mm. he's a bit older, but he's not. He's not. Doesn't look dramatically different. Um, <laughs> doing a murder mystery. Yeah, yeah. You expect any minute he's there's going to be a gag. <laughs> Yeah, who's the suspect? Bob. Yes, I know. No, it's a Bob thing. If you just said one, if it, they can never have a character. Fortunately, it's In France, no. there aren't many people called Bob <laughs> no, in France. True. If they had a character called Bob, it would be all over. Yeah, that's yeah, it. There's no way they can have a, a character, <laughs> yeah. a, a police colleague, or anyone called Bob. Or,
1: or the kind of analogy where he goes the <laughs> most difficult murder case since Sticky the Stick insect oh, and <laughs> all yes, that. Is.
0: Anyway, so uh, it's written that off. Um, all Star Musicals, six forty, ITV Christmas Eve. Mm-hmm. This is. Fantastic, because uh, Freddie Flintoff, the famous actor, yeah. uh, is presenting this programme and it's um, celebrities, including Baldrick, funnily enough.
1: Oh, it's good that Tony Robinson has taken a break from digging and walking.
0: I know, what well, he's dug so much yeah. now, his he's back hurts, so he needs to have a break. <laughs> so him, uh, Denise Lewis, uh, Lucy Fallon, who uh, plays Bethany on Coronation Street, Nicky Campbell oh, gosh. and others, learning to sing songs from a hit musical and then performing them at the London Palladium. Wow. I mean, the, introduced by Freddie Flint. I mean, they are famous people, but they're a bit B-list. Oh, we didn't say that when Denise Lewis was winning whatever she was well, no. winning once. but Rundson's a sir. Yeah. I think, don't you automatically become A-list if you're a sir? Well, possibly, but they, they sound like people who've had their moment in the sun. Oh, Yes. yes. They'll probably end up on one of those celebrity, veteran celebrities go abroad shows on like yeah. Channel 5 a lot, like Real Marigold. Oh, man, I watched a bit of that. Enough? I mean, talk about just ambling around in a nice location. That's yeah. all it is. It is all, yeah, it is. And sort of, it's TV that washes over you, and it's the sort of TV that is perfectly harmless, and I don't have a problem with it. I don't get angry. I just, It's hard to have a reaction to it I know. Of, of any sort. And you think, well, this is fine, but then if, if I'm watching this, I might as well watch something else yeah. instead. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's really, you know, you can't really get angry about it. It's totally inoffensive. But it's almost like TV for people who don't really want yeah. the telly on. It, it's like sort of smooth radio for telly. Yes, exactly. It is that mm. sort of thing. It's like, you know, when you get into people's cars sometimes and they have the radio on, but they don't really want it on. So they have it on really, really quiet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I hate that. I just yeah. either have it on properly so you can listen to it or switch it off. Yeah. That sort of, that, just that slow undercurrent of, of noise. Background. You can't quite distinguish what yes. song it is, even. No. It's
1: just the white. Cabbies no. do this quite a lot. <laughs>
0: yeah. Have that. It just it just, no. I turn it up, we'll listen to it, yeah. we'll engage with it or switch it off. Yeah. But that just, That low-level noise. And that's what these programmes are. They're kind of low-level noise Mm. that serves no purpose. Uh, What comes after Christmas Eve? Well, it's usually the big one, isn't it? Should we talk about the big one? The big one. What are you excited about most on Christmas Day? Because I think you've got my list of... I've I've put five programmes down. I could have put (laughs) another five down, but these are the five programmes that, had I been asked in August to draw up this Christmas Day's TV, I would have told you all these programmes (sighs) are going to be on.
1: I'm looking at these and I'm just thinking... The lack of imagination in the yes. schedules. I think I'm going to be watching Challenge's Bullseye Christmas special, if that's on.
0: That, well, <laughs> <and> <laughs> on if its and isn't, you're going to get a box set of it from, yeah. <laughs> from uh, the Oxfam from Jim Bowen. On VHS. <laughs> wow. So let's go with Strictly
1: Come Dancing Christmas special.
0: Yeah, that's already done and dusted. I actually know who won it. I'm okay. not, obviously not going to spoil it by telling you, but it's, that's done. That's, that's all over. It's Kimberly Walsh, Jeremy Vine, Katie Derham, Robbie Savage, Judy Murray and Colin Jackson. Wow. Um, they've all been Strictly before, and they're coming back again. There's something a bit flat about Strictly when it's not competitive. Yeah. I never understand why anybody would go and watch the Strictly tour or the X-Factor tour. No. Because the whole point of those shows is the competition. Once you take that element out of it, you think, well, why am I watching these people? <laughs> really? It's that's... all about the competition, surely. So that's that sorted. Doctor Who. <sighs> go on. Well you say it first. Well I always I'll find it agree or especially disagree. the
1: Christmas specials. I mean I, 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 the franticness of it and the and the quick fire dialogue I find annoying anyway. Yes. But then you they ramp it up even more for the Christmas special. The music's too loud and he's having a regeneration, isn't he? He, so, he is. Which there makes it sound doctors. like a procedure an operation.
0: <laughs> um, so yeah, they've got three doctors. You've got the um, original doctor well, it's not the original doctor because he's dead, but the the guy David Bradley who's who's a good actor in, in a lot of stuff. I was in. Oh, I had breakfast in the hotel with him a few oh, months really? ago. Well, said, not with him. He was in the same room. Yeah, I was going to say, did How you just sit that? next to him? <laughs> yeah, I just thought, oh. Um, but I didn't know the Doctor Who thing at the time. Uh, anyway, yeah, he's playing the character originally played by William Hartnell when Doctor Who first started in 1963. Mm. The first Doctor. Peter Capaldi is in his final episode as the current Doctor. And then, of course, we'll have the regeneration. Well, I think it's right at the end. I've not seen it. Uh, uh, into, into, um, into Jodie. Yeah.
1: Well, how yeah. have you found Doctor Who? You know, that's I find it a bit noisy. What's your thought on I've it? I've
0: gone off it. Mm. Um, I, I I find it. You see, if I'm going to watch something kind of not even sci y if I'm going to watch something sort of a bit modern, sort of weirdy, I'd rather watch Black Mirror. Yeah. Uh, which is back on Netflix on the 29th, by the way. Six new episodes, brilliant. Mm. Uh, I, I love, you know, I'd rather watch something that I that has some kind of resonance and relevance, and I don't mean it in an earnest sense, but I don't get terribly, I can't get terribly excited by space stuff. No. I, and the weird thing is, it is for kids, isn't it? Let's face it. I mean, I'm and I'm sure always a bit confused
1: so. by adults who really like it. Yes. Because I just sort of think. <laughs> It is for children.
0: It's become magnificently self-important. Yeah, it, it I really feel is. there's a sort of earnestness surrounding it. Mm. I'd love it. I think the, the the greatest thing you could do with Doctor Who is to turn it into a show that's that's ultimately, like you say, loved by kids yeah. but appreciated by adults. Yes. Yeah. Whereas now it seems to be targeted at geeks. No, that's not fair. No, that's uh, it's targeted at people who like to spend a lot of time debating online on, on it forums. All means, y- yeah, yeah. And will pick you up if you get any detail wrong. I know. And you can't face the basic fact, which basic, which, which is that all sci-fi is just madness made up as you go along.
1: Yes. Really.
0: Yeah. You know, they try and look for logic in in a genre where logic is intentionally thrown out the window. Mm. That's the whole point of it. And you know, that just seems wrong. Or, yes. or pointless. Exhausting. It's a bit silly. It's a bit silly. So somebody who was in Doctor Who when I last watched it is is now the Queen, uh, or not? She's Jenna Coleman, who of course plays Victoria in Victoria, which is on ITV at nine o'clock on uh-huh. Christmas Christmas night, two hours. So if it's the it's what I call the Downton slot. It wasn't Downton last year, it was Maygrave, but um, uh, for several years, 9 o'clock on Christmas Eve was ITV's big one because they mm. don't really do much Christmas-wise these no. days.
1: I call it the large whiskey slot. Do you? <laughs> it's about 9pm Christmas Day.
0: Is that... Oh, do, do you sort of hold back until then? No, no, this is an, this is additional. <laughs> Another large whiskey. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the largest whiskey slot. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, you, would you be watching it? No. Would you be recording it, downloading it? catching up god no have you ever watched
1: it <laughs> i have yeah I, I watched one of the regular versions and and it's, it's okay isn't it it's well done well
0: acted so why aren't you gonna watch it let's move on for that call yeah. the midwife will you watch that no you won't not my thing have you ever watched it yeah <laughs> i sound i'm <like> interrogating i <laughs> you know no. it's, okay it's, it's, name quiz? three characters you've seen no, oh, don't, don't. oh uh, miranda totally miranda she's... she's not in it anymore <laughs> oh okay in that case, I can't. OK. Well, that you can't anyway if you could only name one. When's that on, though? You could just say Miranda, 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 <laughs> can, uh, 740. Clashing, almost, with the great Christmas Bake Off. Channel 4's very first Christmas Bake Off. Yeah. But again, uh, you see, it's pre-recorded. Well, the original's pre-recorded as well. But, I mean, it it doesn't have... A Christmas special of something that sort of, in the routine, in its regular context, has the nation sort of hooked for weeks... A one-off Christmas special just doesn't do it, no. because it just boils down, oh, here's some people who've been in, in... We're not interested enough to follow their, I'm going to say journeys, because, <laughs> you know, during the course of a regular series of Strictly or Bake Off or whatever, you know, it goes on for weeks, and mm-hmm. you become acquainted with people. Whereas this lot, you just think, oh, yeah, you were in a couple of years ago, I don't really care about you anymore. Yeah. And you're only on for about an hour with the ad breaks. And
1: it's that's the, that's the flaw in all these specials, isn't it? Yeah. You've uncovered... Mm. So okay. it's all a bit of a
0: soggy bottom. What comes after Christmas Day? <laughs> Indigestion. Indigestion would be good. Uh, three things on uh, that I've picked out on uh, Boxing Day, two of which are period dramas. As, I don't quite know why, but the BBC BBC One has, has uh, scheduled two period dramas on the trot uh, on Boxing Day. Uh, Little Women, mm-hmm. which is a three parter, going out nightly until the Thursday,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and the miniature, Miniaturist which is uh, a two-parter going out on the Tuesday and the Wednesday. The first one's set in the uh, 18th century, or is it the 19th century? Another uh, it Yeah, it's, it's Little Women's set in the 19th century, isn't it? I'll tell you what, shall I ask... Um, uh, That's about time we asked Alexa. Uh, well, yeah, in the regular slot, you yeah, go right Over to the other side of the room, <laughs> ask Alexa. So what shall I ask? What shall I ask? What's your question? When I was Little
1: her? Women written? OK.
0: Alexa, when was Little Women written? The novel Little Women was released in
1: 1868. Oh, that's quite good, isn't it? Yeah. That is okay. good. I was about to say, oh, well, I wasn't about to say it, I yeah. thought it, that yeah. Alexa and all those Echo Dot and all those things yeah. are, are the most useless thing, and people now have just resorted to using them to play music. <laughs> but actually, that's quite handy.
0: Yeah. Well, every time I need to know... Um, so, uh, OK, n- name me. Uh, ask me something else that I can ask her quickly. Because okay, oh no, right. we'll this isn't uh, a great podcast, um, otherwise, is it? We're just awesome.
1: um, um, Who replaced Fish as lead singer of Marillion? <laughs> There's no
0: way on a... I, I'll tell you now, the answer will be, hmm. She'll go, yeah. hmm. She'll just, or mm. it'll go, saddo. I'm sorry, I can't answer that question. Alexa, who replaced Fish as the lead singer of Marillion? Marillion's lead singer is Fish. No, he's not. No. Wow. wrong Wrong. Alexa, you're wrong about Marillion. And? <laughs> <laughs> she's got that kind of neutral i'm offended but i'm going yes. to say it in a neutral voice so this is it though artificial t- this is this is the sort of neutrality you're going to get when you have arguments with the robot that yeah. we're all going to have in our house yeah. in a couple of years time probably it,
1: that, that's that's got horrible resonances of what are you doing dave <laughs> hasn't it the way she said that yeah She'll, she's going to lock you into the airlock there
0: what we talked about little anyway that's on and then the miniaturist which is an, uh, adapted from a novel that apparently um, went down very well <laughs> <laughs> I've watched the first episode of it. it's set in 17th century Amsterdam and it's quite sort of you know there's a tradition isn't there around this time sort of Christmas time having say gothic-y spooky dramery things yeah I don't quite know why this kind of ticks that box okay So, what comes after Tuesday, December the... Am I going to do this the whole time? I don't know. I no, hope not. let's not do that. Should we just say Wednesday, December the 27th? Or we could add the fact that Alan Partridge, colon, why, when, where, how and whom, is the highlight of oh, great. Uh, the day. Yeah. I love Alan Partridge. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure, so sure I love I love Steve Coogan, but I love Alan Partridge. Yeah. If you get my, is that yeah. fair? Yeah, no, me too. I'd go along with it. If you met Steve Coogan and I, and he said, do you like me or do you like Alan Partridge... Yeah, I'd have to say I like Alan Partridge more. What was said on Paul Calf? Well, I like Paul Calf in his
1: video diaries. It's one of yeah. the most underrated things. If you. you can find that on YouTube, yeah, he did two video diaries. One of uh, both of Paul Calf. You can find it on YouTube. Can't you? you know instantly. Yes, <laughs> one set one. at New Year and one set um, around the marriage of his sister Pauline to oh, a, right, yeah, to a yeah, Greek yeah. man called Spiros. Yeah, yeah, and it's very, very funny. Okay. So check that out if you can, Paul Carr's video diary. But Um, yes, Partridge. Alan
0: Partridge is funnier though. This is uh, is a documentary looking back on the character, 25 years of the character. So it's actually talking to, it's showing clips obviously. It's talking to Steve Coogan as Steve Coogan. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, and meeting some of the other people who've been involved, performing, writing, etc. in the show. Great. And it's a sort of taster for the fact that he's coming back to BBC2 in, in the new year. Which is great, which is great. Um, and I love uh, just something brilliantly... It, it, it's, he's never get, he, he might as well stop trying, and I sort of think he might have done. Mm. He's never going to top it, because it's so brilliantly observed. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's so like all characters of that nature, the Basil Forties and the David Brent's or whatever, excruciating, but I, I argue that the part of the reason they're you know, people like them is because for all their awfulness there's a bit of us. Oh, of in course, of course. Yeah.
1: We're all yeah, and and a bit of him actually. And he'll, he'll, yeah and he'll yes. admit that you know yeah, so he has admitted that yeah. and the nice thing about it is that you know that and so therefore when you cringe at the mirror that partridge holds up yeah you know that he's feeling the same if you yeah. like, as, as an actor so yes. don't feel ashamed we're all like that
0: yeah <laughs> you know. yeah yeah so it's sort of. No, it's hard to decide if, if if you had to sum up the, the what is funny about Anne partridge to somebody who's never seen it that's seen the character well it's his lack of self-awareness isn't it lack of self-awareness yeah. is, is is ultimately it yeah yeah So, in a a, semi final, Basil Forty versus Blackadder versus Alan Partridge, Steve uh, versus David Brent. I think Partridge Uh, for me. Yeah, two legged semi final. Partridge. Partridge would win the whole thing? Yeah. Yeah. I think probably, yeah. I think, uh, although I'd like, I'm happy with them all. Happy with them all. Mm -hmm. Probably David Brent would come fourth if anybody came Mm -hmm. fourth. Yeah. Basil Forty was just. Brilliant. Yeah. Basil 40, slight, I'm slightly put off by the fact that John Cleese now, obviously to pay the bills, has done that spec saver ab where he recreates the, oh, the bashing the wind. Oh, yeah. just, oh, sacrilege.
1: Also, I think when I look back and watch it now, and this is not its fault, it's just that things move on, but yeah. I, I don't like it when it does that descending into fast thing. Yeah. You know, when someone's on fire, a Manuel <laughs> comes running through, he hits him, and then the yeah. major walks in, is everything all right? Well, funny it all, enough, all gets rea- a bit.
0: You're reacting to it like a lot of people reacted when it first came out. Oh. That fu- because it was, I mean, the first thing you thought, well, because people expected this sort of very surreal Monty Python thing, and actually it was quite like slapstick. watching a, quite an old-fashioned, traditional what was called a Whitehall farce. Okay, yeah, with people rustling around and you know who's in that bedroom and yeah. hiding from so and so, and who's hiding in the in the laundry <laughs> yeah, basket. Exactly, and oh, here comes and the vicar. Thing. Those weren't the funniest bits, though. No, I don't think so. I thought you were going to point out the racist remark. Oh no, 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 that's you of its know, time. Of but... its time. Yeah,
1: know? but I actually find. I guess also when you've watched something so many times, you do look for the bits that aren't so obvious, the subtleties. Yeah. So it's the his, his relationship with Sybil, you know, that kind yeah. of thing. The comments to Sybil is what yeah. I now love, you know. Yeah, yeah.
0: So that's on, and also uh, six robots and us. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is a BBC2 two two-parter on uh, on 8 o'clock, so on Wednesday, t- December 27th, before that. Uh, it's all about the fact that there's lots of robot programmes on these. Days. Oh, we've talked about robots, haven't we? Yeah, so we won't talk too much about robots, no. but basically there was uh, six families each volunteer to have a robot uh, in their home, yes. which deals with certain needs like learning difficulties or fitness or, or you know or medical issues or whatever, mm. and they report back on how that affects their lives and whether you know the pros and cons are thereof. Yeah. So yeah, <laughs> are you are you
1: over the robot? Really... I, I, I just think yeah. Well, let's when it happens, let's 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 talk about it.
0: <laughs> okay. But we're nowhere so, near. Will we be allowed to by then, or will the robot stop us? <laughs> Possibly. 1st of December the 28th, what Britain bought in 2017? Oh, yeah. It's Mary Portis. Do you like Mary Portis?
1: Mm. Mm. <laughs> she's
0: okay, isn't she? there with Doctor Who. What can you say? You're asking me to think something about
1: Mary Portis. Okay. God. All right. Um, <laughs> Spare she's me. a
0: retail guru. Yeah. I'm sick of calling her a retail guru. She's a bit like Martin, uh, what's his name, Lewis, who's a financial guru. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm actually a bit f- fed up with gurus. Because <laughs> Martin, you know... I think she, Martin I actually switched the, Stop you know,
1: giving I, me advice I, that, the, I can't
0: take it I accidentally switched over to Martin Lewis uh, the other night and my wife was in the room and she said after literally after about 15 seconds, she said you're going to have to switch this off I can't stand no. listening to this no. and he was <laughs> and I know it, I'm obsessed with the idea that all he ever seems to talk about is changing your utilities <laughs> and he was <laughs> talking about that was he? he was <laughs> approaching people from the street and saying you know, do you know how much you pay for no uh, you think you've changed it? well yes if I must yeah. you know it's like leave Leave me alone. I, I want to pay too much. Yeah. It's my choice. Yeah. Stop telling me not to. <laughs> For goodness sake. Um, so what we talk Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. She's looking back on stuff we've, uh, re- you know, retail trends over the last travel, which I quite like the idea of because mm-hmm. uh, I'm sort of quite, I, I like consumer stuff. Yeah. Because I'm quite shallow. Uh, so stuff that sold a lot. Now, you might know more about this. Than I do, but uh, um, unicorns, well, fidget been, spinners, and gin.
1: Yeah, gin's massive, isn't it? Replacing vodka as the top spirit. Is that right? Yeah, no, okay. it's the most drunk spirit. Um, is it a spirit? I've probably got that wrong. Yeah, yeah. What else was there? Uh, well, it's been a tough year on the high street. Everyone knows that. Yeah, it's been a tough year. The received wisdom mm. is that people are spending money on experiences, things like eating out, rather than yeah. stuff. That's what that's what the general trend is towards, especially among young people.
0: Well, I think that's good. Mm, yeah, me too. Um, gin is an experience. <laughs> it is. I don't really drink spirits, but I have occasionally. I will very occasionally have gin, but yeah. I don't want too much of it. Too much is well, that's too much. Yeah. Hence the expression "too much." Um, unicorn fidget spinners. They. They. Remind... Did you just say unicorn? Yeah.
1: You could have smuggled that in there. Yeah, unicorns and fidget spinners. No, 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 no. no go back. Unicorns. Unicorns.
0: Uh, the toy unicorns, mechanical, electronic, ro- kids, roboty. Right. Unicorns. Right. Selling really well. And I'm sure that Philip Schofield thing a few weeks ago, which I I didn't see this episode. Um, th- there was people who were prepared to spend thousands to secure uh, a sort of um, heavily in demand unicorn, mechanical unicorn. Although I suspect they'll die out. <laughs> if they ever existed in the first place. Exactly. Fidget spinners. Um, they were, uh, they're the things with the spinny. Uh, what, what, how would you describe a fidget spinner? I've never you seen any, one. Have, do you know what they are?
1: No. Have you heard of them? We did. We did speak about them on the program once, but um. No. Yeah.
0: Roughly gone. What are they? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> they're little things you put in your hand, and they're, they're, they're sort of like they look that sort of thing that. If you grew up in the seventies you'd have had in the playground. Yeah. That's sort already of, sort of basic retro toys. Sort of this kind yeah. of sort of gimmicky thing that you think will be oh, I'll give that six months and then you know do you remember those? Mm. Yeah. You know? mm. And they sort of you put them and they sort of spin, I think they were used Alexa <laughs> what's a fidget spinner? Fidget toy. fidget by allowing them to focus their excess energy
1: on something at hand. <laughs> that's not what they are is that not right she's just put two words together there fidget spinners and she's looked at fidget A support act from Marillion. <laughs> yeah
0: She'd probably deny that yeah uh okay that's that um and gin yeah. And uh, unicorns. So that's uh, and also uh, Thursday, December twenty eighth. Most shocking celebrity moments of 2017. Do you know what? this is the sort of show? I don't want to sound bitter, but five years ago they'd have asked me on this. I've got a call. <laughs> I've got a call about sort of mid October. I said, Mike, could you come and do most shocking celebrity moments of 2017? To which my immediate reaction would be, Oh, mm, okay. Which ones? And then I think they'll send me a list, and I think, Oh, I don't remember half of those. Oh, OK. And then I think, well, I can look them up and find them. So I'd do it. And then I'd go up there and I'd talk and and, and I'd go on telly and they'd use a bit of me and i think, wow, I look so fat on telly. And then i get a, a text on New Year's Eve saying, I've just seen you on telly. And, I, te- I remember texting you that once. Did you do that? I've texted yeah. you to yeah. say you're on I the just, telly. I think there might be one or two still floating around that they've revamped, but yeah. they probably cut me out though. I don't know. I don't know why. I oh. think it's because they tend to use sort of people who've been on X Factor now, rather than sort of Well, this is it because those people in celeb shows yeah. all uh,
1: try desperately to forge careers in presenting for themselves, don't yeah. they? Yeah. That they're always. I think they've they they kind of hone that, don't they? Yeah. And so now they're quite good talking heads. So that, yes. So that producers of those programs can don't just plunk me. them on. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're, these celebs become. So, uh, sort of uh, analysts in their own right, don't yes. they? Yes. You, you,
0: mm. Your your career takes a straight. You know, it's a bit like when you go Ryland. on a non-celebrity sh- sort of reality show, yeah, and you win it. That makes you a celebrity for yes. winning a non-celebrity reality show. So the next time a celebrity reality show comes on, you'll be on that one rather than the regular one because yeah. having one, you're a celebrity for just having won a non-celebrity show. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really have a problem with this, although I do think it's funny. So there was, I was writing my um, TV previews for the paper the other day for the Star, and looked at Channel Five schedules for that one evening. Five programmes I think on the trot had celebrity in the title, with wow. just a break for the news. <laughs> with with he uh, <laughs> was that with
1: I'm trying to think what of the celebrity. news?
0: Uh, yeah. I think the the, the news was uh, read by Scarlett Moffat. Yeah, <laughs> <It's> Christopher Biggins. <laughs> Christopher Biggins. I'd love that. That's, I know that would be a new thing. They should have news. If, rather than these sort of news channels always being presented by blooming news people and experts, Christopher Biggins just reading the news. Yeah. I'd watch that. Biggins would he'd do good business. He would, absolutely. So, so. that's that. Uh, but actually, the moments they are going to be talking about, I, I guess we should mention this while we're here. Yeah, uh, Prue Leith's bake-off blunder. Oh, yeah. That? Tweeting off the winner, yeah. Well, that sounded rude. <laughs> that's T- very Tweeting the winner, I meant to yeah. say. Tweet. Prudely tweeting the winner of yep. Bake Off several hours before. Uh, did you feel sorry for her? Did you think she was silly? Um, or did you think, oh, for goodness sake? I, 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 couldn't, put it, I, couldn't,
1: yeah, I couldn't put it past myself doing that.
0: What do uh, you mean you might do that? Yeah,
1: I, I think, for the grace of God, let's not get too on our
0: high horses about that no, one. No, let's not. Uh, David Beckham's leaked emails, blah, blah, oh, yeah. blah. Uh, Wayne Rooney's drink drive. Blah, 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 Oscar shambles. I did like the Oscar shambles yes. where they announced the wrong that was thingy. Great. Because, yeah. you know, that's a real you had one job thing, wasn't it? Because they have some sort of like company whose job it is to sort of, you know, keep the envelopes secure and I secret know. and everything. Well, it's Deloitte, isn't it? It's some, it's it's... some big name. Yeah, I don't, yeah some big name company. Like Deloitte, yeah. and I think, wow, mm. you're paid. You must get. I mean, it can't be that hard a job. Yeah. It's basically here's a list of winners. We need to put them in envelopes and keep them safe. I mean, you could do that. If that was like at your local social club. You know, you know, <laughs> anybody—the woman who, 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 who sort of serves the tea could do that job, mm. surely. Mm. You know, Could you just? Hey, why are you not serving the tea? Could you just help keep all these envelopes and not let anyone see them? Yeah, and then just make sure you give the right envelope to the right person at the right time. Yeah, I could do that. I'm, I, I'm, a, I'm a human being with basic level of intelligence that can manage something quite that straightforward. And yeah, leave it to me. Mm. But people uh, got it wrong. Got it wrong. And and I'm glad they did, because it it made it entertaining. And had they not done it, most shocking celebrity moments 2017 would be five minutes shorter. Exactly. There you go. As it is, it's at 9pm on Channel 5, isn't it? It is. I know this. Friday, December the 29th. Ah. Morecambe and Wise used to be the big thing Mm -hmm. uh, for a generation at Christmas. And even now, the TV channels try and sort of sneak something Morecambe and (laughs) Wise-ish into the schedules, whether it's an old show or something about them. BBC 4 and BBC 2 are doing that this very evening, which I'm really pleased about because it's good stuff and, I, I you know, I'm a fan. Uh, Eric Can I say Ernie... something controversial about
1: Morecambe and Wise? It's not that I don't find them funny. I do.
0: <laughs> well, that's... that's Yeah,
1: OK, go on. Do you think we're
0: disproportionately no, affectionate towards them? but it is, it is... Not as good as Lee Mack?
1: It is, <laughs> it is absolutely, only and singularly Eric Morecambe who's funny. And I don't buy that you need any wise for him to bounce off as a foil. Mm. Eric Morecambe could just go on, say like Tommy Cooper, because he can remind me of him a bit, mm. and that would have been an act. It would have worked.
0: Yes. Well. I, yeah. Um, I mean, that's Sorry, not, No, it's not. Uh, it's an interesting thing, because I, you know, I, being older than you, sort of grew up with them, not literally. And I was conscious of that even at the time. I was thinking, well, he's the funny one, and you're the straight man. Yeah. I, I sort of... You know, the, the, we're talking about them because Eric Ernie and me, which is on BBC Four tonight, is a one-off on these brilliant uh, biopics, mm-hmm. or is it biopic? I can never remember. Um, with uh, Stephen Tompkinson playing Eddie Braben, who is the Liverpool market trader who uh, became their writer yeah. and writer for other people like Ken Dodd and others, and who effectively turned them, whose work did a major played a major part in turning them from sort of an act that had been plodding away on a certain level for ages to the biggest TV stars, and certainly in that context, of their age. Um, so, yeah, that's why we're talking about it. Yeah, that's good. But uh, I sort of understand... But I think there is more... I Yeah, I think there's more to it. Is there? Okay. And, well, I mean, it was, sadly, Eric, Eric died ridiculously early. I think it was in 1984, something like that. Um and there wasn't really much I think Ernie Wise did try and do some stuff on his own sorry that's my dog shaking um, but uh, yeah you thought well how's that going to work it's not like Anton Deck no and people when people make that comparison I'm always thinking that's not the same
1: no because they're I, I think they're equals in, yeah. in their uh, sort of delivery and yeah. I can find them both entertaining on their own yeah and funny on their own maybe yeah and uh, they've got a charm on their own but yes. I don't think yeah whereas, whereas Eric Morecambe can survive without the other I'm not sure Ernie can there you go
0: Anyway, so we, people will be, will will have their own opinion on that. And they and, will. And that's okay. Uh, Eric and Ernie's Home Movers is the other thing. It's on BBC Two beforehand at 8 o'clock, uh, and it's self-explanatory. Also, 9 o'clock on BBC Two, if you're not watching the uh, Eric, Ernie and me on BBC Four at 9 o'clock, you can watch another double act
1: mm-hmm.
0: who uh, date back a while, not as far. Vic and Bob's Big Night Out. Yeah. I'm going to hear your opinion on this in a minute. I like them, and I like them both. Okay, yeah, they can re- both survive. They're resurrecting. I'm making it sound only...
1: like I'm some sort of marksman
0: no, of no, comedy. No, <laughs> they <that's> can survive. <laughs> well, you know, but, uh, that's but a tough I mean world out there.
1: individually, I can, I can, I could, I could watch them be interviewed or be on a panel show individually, and they'd both be good.
0: Yeah, but like anyway, them. and together they're excellent. And I like the one who looks like me. Yeah, that's
1: Bob. That's, no, that's Bob. Mm. That's not. And there's something about the fact that their accents are just intrinsically funny.
0: Oh yeah, do you know that I really, uh, I have that. A real problem with that. Yeah, yeah. The problem I have with that is that we haven't got one. (laughs) I have no accent, no. So, no matter how hard I wanted to be, if I wanted to be a stand I want to, I want a really good. You're a witty person, though. You're funny, hilarious. Except you couldn't deliver a joke, I don't think. No, no, I couldn't. No, I could never do stand up. No, no, I could never do stand up because I think, and I, I quite like people who. Are you know presenters? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Jonathan Ross, an example. I remember Jonathan Ross saying once that he's often asked, "Would you do stand?" I said, "No, no, it's particular art, and you have to." Oh, well, he obviously has got a particularly distinctive voice. Yeah, didn't work. No, I think you need. I think people either can do it, or, and I think an accent. You need a lot more than it that. does but help. It's a major help. If you've got a, what's basically a southern middle-class accent like mine, you're mm. stuffed. Although Jimmy Kyle made a virtue of it, didn't he? Yeah, so he he's taken that. Yeah. <laughs> he's played that card now. Nobody else can do that one. The yeah. posh thing. Well, I say nobody else, but there's a few others. Oh, that yeah. What's his name? Giles. Giles no, Corran. Not Giles
1: Corran. Joe... Oh, he does, He presents the news quiz on Radio 4 um, And he, he actually plays
0: a super posh Miles guy. Jupp Miles Jupp, that's him Yeah, yeah he's yes kid. There's a few He's sort of super Yeah, there's a very very. I went to the same school, school as Jimmy Carr, by the way Oh, nice Not the same time um, That's irrelevant, I just thought I'd mention it But yeah, just I wish I could do I can't even do an accent Let alone sort of no. have one for real So that's annoying But they're good, yeah, so that's on Nine o'clock BBC Two Nine o'clock BBC Two Let's talk about Saturday, December the 30th Excellent Briefly because we're sort of banging on a lot, aren't we? Guess the Star. This is the old Stars in Their Eyes format, sort of. Right. Where people, famous people, pretend to be other... This is celebrity Stars in Their Eyes. Famous people undergo makeovers and then come on performing as other famous Mm -hmm. people, but famous singers. The difference with Guess the Star, one-off, presented by Jonathan Ross, um, is that a succession of famous people dress up uh, as famous singers. For example... Uh, Lemmy from Motorhead, Dolly Parton, Kenny Rogers, mm-hmm. etc. Uh, but they're miming, so they're n- they don't oh. have to come on and actually be that person vocally. They just have to sort of, well, it is no great effort. Oh, I, mean, you, I could do that. That sounds terrible. Uh, they're, they're, no, it's not that good. And then three teams uh, each have to see if they can guess who the person is who's miming, who's dressed as the famous person who's music they're miming to.
1: Mm-hmm. Oof.
0: I'll be giving that the swerve, as we say. Yeah. Uh, another th- I'll be giving it a, a Christmas Carol Goes Wrong a swerve. Squir- a swerve a a is quite good. I'll give it a swerve as well. Ten past seven, BBC One, December the th- Saturday, December 30th. This is the uh, the Mischief Theatre Company who did Peter Pan Goes Wrong mm-hmm. last uh, year. Did you see that? Didn't know. You know about these goes wrong things? No. Nope. <laughs> I watched this briefly and it's basically... They're a theatre company whose speciality... And they 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 get fantastic reviews. And I think they've done lots of actual theatre stuff first before the TV. They will do a famous play. But they will do it as as if they're sort of Amdram people getting it all wrong. Right. Or even professional people. Just getting it all wrong. So the sets fall down and the actors forget they're all... And... I watched a bit of it. Am I missing something here? Because it's only funny if they really are getting it wrong. Yeah. If they're they're intending to get it right and they're getting it genuinely wrong, it's a genuine error. That's funny. But fake... (laughs) Yeah, fake mistakes. Fake mistakes. Um, I just thought, no.
1: Oh dear, oh dear. Is that the premise? I mean, seems to be. Unless I'm missing something. Well, the clue's in the title, isn't it? Yeah. Things are going to go wrong in this. So the so they start with the illusion of of things going right in the first say minutes. Right, you're supposed to think it's going well. And then little things start to happen and yeah, it all that builds seems up. Be it. And
0: that's what I always thought. Oh, dear. And then I looked at the... Uh, I watched a bit of the Peter Pan goes wrong thing last year. I thought, yeah, yeah, that is what's happening. It's basically they are deliberately getting it wrong. well, wow. And we're meant to sort of find the wrongness hilarious. But the wrongness isn't wrong. No. The only way it would be funny is if they tried to get it wrong and got it right. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Peter, Peter Pan... A Christmas Carol goes wrong goes right. I'd laugh at that. Yeah. Do that instead. Okay. Uh, talking of right, the price is... <laughs> you like that, didn't you? I did. Comedian Alan Carr is presenting a revival of The Price is Right, Channel mm. 4, 8 o'clock, Saturday, December the 30th. Higher, is that higher, high? No, that's uh, Play Cards, right, isn't it? Not higher, higher, lower, lower. For some that's... reason, I
1: was thinking press your buttons now, but that's not that either. No, What's that's that one.
0: Um, that's press Stop. your buttons. That was. Celebrity button press.
1: Yeah. What's press is your, your buttons, buttons now? now? It was the thing with the um, very tall woman who died, Tadley, presenter. Was it Was it? Um, opportunity
0: Knocks? No, that's a talent show. Press your buttons, Press your now. buttons now. What expression? Alexa! <laughs> she can't hear you from there. Do you want me to try Go it? Go on. Uh, she won't know this. Trust me, she'll say, um, I don't know the answer to that, she'll say. Alexa, um, what TV programme had the expression, Press Your Buttons Now?
1: <laughs> Sorry, I'm not sure.
0: No. Neither have we. No. I'll look it up, but anyway. Or oh, people might want to, uh, our listener might want to um, tweet us that. Tweet us at Mike Ward on TV.
1: What was the show where the, where the big call to arms was Pressure, pressure buttons, buttons
0: Now? now. And, uh, whoa, gosh. And it fun. must have been like viewers voting on something. It was audience members. Audience they were, they're all in the audience with oh, those that, big. Would that be stars in their eyes? Maybe it was. I think it might And have they been. all had, you know, remember they all had a big
1: keypad back in the day, would not they? Yeah. Aud- audience members, they'd have a big button. big keyboard. Yeah. A lot of
0: the audience came in with keyboards. Yeah. And if they were bored with the show, they would start playing. They could get a boss on over going. Yeah, which I think a lot of the time would be better, certainly better than Guess the Star. Yeah. Sunday, December the 31st, Jules' annual Hoot and nanny. Hey. 25 years on the trot, this will would have been on.
1: 25 years of not making you feel so... Of making you feel... Hang on. 25 years of making you feel that you're not the most lonely person in the world. <laughs>
0: you don't like it then?
1: No, I like it. It's just that... It, it's designed for... St- well, actually, no, I'm, not, I'm being too cynical there. Lots you of not. people stay in now, and it's nice to have that on in the background. I stay in. I, I what, stay do in. you know
0: what I, I like about it? You can watch this... You can appreciate the show on two levels. You can, you can sit there, and you can actually just watch it and enjoy it if you're yep. on your own, just a couple of you, and enjoy it. And it's quite... It is eclectic. It doesn't try and be fashionable or unfashionable. Oh, it does. Just... It does. Oh, OK, gone.
1: Jules Holland's always... Yeah, he's always but trying to trying be... trying too on, hard
0: to be fashionable by being yeah. eclectic? Yeah. Oh, yeah,
1: okay. it's like, oh, I like everything. You know, oh, yeah, okay, and I'm always suspicious what... if six music gets a bit like this, it's like, yeah, we're going to play some um, heavy rock followed by some, uh, you know, uh, barley and nose flute. Oh, that's Keris. Yeah, and yeah. it's, no, it's not all good. And you're not, you're <laughs> no, not I, yeah, super okay. clever by loving it all. And there's nothing wrong with having, you know, a, a thing that you like and ploughing that furrow No, mercy, no, no. no. You're right. Anyway, but it's still a good watch. No, I'm not going to watch it now. <laughs> oh, happy new year then. yeah.
0: No. Okay. A uh, right royal. Should I tell you who's on it anyway? I yeah. might well just tell you who's on it. Um Okay. Ed Sheeran. Ed Sheeran. Bound to be. He's, yes. Uh, Jesse Ware. Beth not, Ditto. Not so sure. Yeah, Ditto. Yep. Uh, um Beth Ditto again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, Soul 11 Soul. As my late mother would no doubt have called them, <laughs> uh, yeah. Mavis Staples. Who uh, he sounds like a character in an eighties sitcom. <laughs> She's seventy-eight. Mavis Staples. Uh, this is this is where it gets very J- Jules Holland because um, Ruby Turner's always on, I think. Yeah. Um, and obviously the pipes and drums are for... um There has to be somebody called <laughs> Trombo. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs>
1: this
0: is J- Jules is obviously in the planning meeting. So can we have somebody with a ridiculous obscure name from you know that sort of probably only got one tooth? Yeah. Trombone, Shorty and Orleans Avenue. It's probably nothing like that. If you listen to this and you know who this act is, which I I, I, I readily admit I don't, and they're nothing like I've described them, then please say Mm. and tell me off. Mm -hmm. But I think Trombone, Shorty and Orleans Avenue... That's very dual, isn't it? You're completely right, actually. I've gone off it now. I might just watch the fireworks. Either side of the fireworks on BBC One, there's somebody famous doing a Mm -hmm. thing. Right. Finally... A right royal quiz, uh, half past three ITV... <laughs> How, so right, <laughs> sorry, I'm... OK, finally, a right royal quiz, half past three ITV on New Year's Eve. Test your memory and knowledge of all things royal with Fern Britain. Right. And then finally, New Year's Day, McMafia, new oh. drama with James Norton, who's very good. I've spelled his name wrong on here. Mm. I think I've spelled it completely wrong. Anyway, uh, James Norton... Who is uh, who's in Happy Valley and uh, War and Peace and uh, Granchester? He's the vicar in Granchester, and he plays a, a businessman, a banker, whose family uh, have ma- Russian mafia connections. He's always tried to shake them off and play it straight, right, right. But they they uh, catch up with him with horrendous consequences over the course Ooh. of eight episodes. Ooh! And finally, there's more Bake Off. Is it? <laughs> Is it New Year's Bake Off? or What are they calling it? It's the Great Festive oh, Bake Off. It's a winter wonderland theme and it's more people who've <laughs> been in the tent before coming back and doing what they did before.
1: Just to finish, you know a programme that, that, that has that thing? What's the thing that we coined, the phrase that we coined, when you only need to watch the start and the end? The 20-minute
0: test? Or is that the fi- oh, is five and ten? The five, and, five ten. and ten? Yeah, go on.
1: The, the absolute sublime example of that yeah. is D-O-I-S-O-S The Big Bill. Yes. I was watching it last night. Yeah, And don't get me wrong... I was crying at the start yes. and I was crying at the end. Yeah. It was brilliant. It was so moving. Yeah, And what they did for this guy and his, and his daughter, they yeah. lost. he'd lost his wife. It was so sad. Yeah. But the bits in the middle, yeah. it's just Nick Knowles ticking off builders for being sexist. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, my wife, she used it to smoke alarms yeah. for timers. <laughs> <laughs> it's like all that stuff. Did he say that? Pretty much. Uh, okay, I'll, I'll put, watch that I'll, again. So uh, what time's the Great Festive Bake Off on then?
0: The Great Festive Bake Off, 7.45pm on New Year's Day. Well, let's wish all our... Podcast listeners, yeah, every single one,
1: every last one of them. A very merry Christmas, especially Laura. Yeah, she she's wonderful. Yeah, wonderful. And I know she listens intently.
0: And I, I would genuinely like to thank whoever whoever came on and clearly listened to every le- episode from the start. Yeah, recently, even though they would have been really dated. If that's you, please Thanks. drop us a, 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 a tweet at Mike Ward on TV, and we'll give you a name check. Or if it's a family member. Oh, God, yeah. It might have been me, <laughs> imagine actually. If, imagine that, how, if how, it's yeah. me, I'll tweet
1: myself, so to speak. <laughs> well, thanks anyway, and um, have a great one. We'll be back in the new year. We will. At some point. Meanwhile, you can subscribe at telly.click